for those of you who are so stressed out by Elf on a Shelf, somebody else just said, well, we have a mensch on a bench for Hanukkah. And I thought, is that really a thing? And I Googled it. And of course, they sell them on Amazon, a mensch on a bench. And then, you know, the new thing is Snoop on a stoop as well. But that Elf thing it keeps parents jumping every single night. And I remember when Liam came home one time and he goes, well, how come you didn't tell me about my shoes on the porch? And, and you know, St. Nicholas was going to come because it came for Heather and Tommy. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. We had Peef the doll. It was a book. <laughs> and it was about this stuffed animal, this stuffed teddy bear that, I don't know if it was falling apart, but people kept sewing pieces on it. And Santa Claus would bring it with him every Christmas. And one year after reading the story, Peef was forgotten at our house. Uh-oh. It sounds so, like my elf, the head, their head fell off last no, year. No, no. I mean, I mean, Santa Claus <laughs> forgot Peef at our oh. house. So the kids came down and Peef was there. Oh, boy. It was a great memory. <laughs> Still talked about today. Um, I have the elves that I had when I was a kid. I just put them up the other day. But there was no book saying that the elf was having a big adventure every night. Um, my elves just stayed on the shelf and... That was it. They were like, they're watching you. It's just one of the stressors with the holiday season for parents and grandparents. Joey Trine is a licensed clinical professional counselor with ThriveWorks Counseling and Psychiatry in Aurora. We need help, Joey. This is a, a really stressful time of year. Are you a parent? I am. I have a 13-year-old and a 6-year-old. So do you do Elf on a Shelf? Uh, so we do, and we've been doing it for a few years. Uh, usually they show up after Thanksgiving. Uh, this year it was like December 3rd. So, oops, he was running late. <laughs> you know, those elves do that sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love yeah, how you broke it down to different mental loads that we carry with us this time of year, whether, you know, you say it's a mental load, an invisible load, cognitive labor. What does all that mean? So in, in sort of layman's terms, and just to put it out there for everybody, it is those things that we are all trying to juggle in our head and manage day to day that isn't necessarily quantifiable. Like you're not writing down whether or not you remember who's got what allergies in the classroom or whether or not, you know, you remember Sarah's having a bad day. So you're going to go stop at their desk and say hello today. There's just so many different things that we kind of think about and consider and don't necessarily um have a label for it. So that's what that's for. Yeah, because um, this is a time of year where a lot of us like to volunteer. Sometimes we sign up more than we should. You're shopping for mm-hmm. gifts. If you had a unlimited budget, shopping would be very easy. But for most of us, we're like, I only have this amount of money. I have to stretch it as far as I can. You've got parties and kids concerts and schools events. And then this is supposed to be the happiest time of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we're pulling our hair out. So how can you help us? What should we really be doing to make our our stress level lighter? So there's a few things we can do. And I want to stress how important it is to actually put action to these steps and not just go, oh, easier said than done. Uh, you had a guest in recently, Dr. Yancey, that talked about Chris as being like a number one day for people to have heart attacks. Yes. I think holiday mental load and that are certainly correlated. Um, so giving some understanding to how important it is to care for ourselves during the holiday, some things that I like to remind people is self-care, prioritizing, and support. With self-care, um, I have a fellow clinician, her name is Chelsea, and she likes to call it the sexy side of self-care, uh, you know, your commercial self-care, but there's also 
putting boundaries in place. There's also saying no, uh, exercising, the things that you do that basically are intentional to fill your cup back up. Make sure those are happening. And then with prioritizing, I worked hospice, and I can tell you that in those wonderful moments where I got to share with families what was most important to them, they weren't reflecting on the perfection of the holiday season. They were reflecting on those warm, joyous moments. And to my point, support. Everyone likes to think that they don't, they don't want to be a burden or they don't want to be that person that needs something. Although we all love to help. Like you said, we're volunteering more during the holiday season. We're doing those things. Lean on a support system. Prioritize what's most important for you and make sure you're doing those intentional activities that fill your own cup back up. That make you feel good. Yes. You know, that whole thing about perfection is so true. It, it's, um, it's, it's a big joke in my family because I always push wrapping presents off to the last minute. So even though I have great wrapping skills and everything to do it well, I never do. And, uh, and other family members, they started like October and their gifts are beautifully wrapped. So the joke is, oh, we see Lisa put a lot of effort into wrapping again this year. <laughs> and I don't because that is the last thing on my list and I just never get to it. And so after talking with you, I'm going to let it go this year and let it be the family joke, the thing that people talk about for years to come. Yes, I love that. <laughs> it's a small win. So self-care means filling up your own cup, taking care of yourself. It's not just about getting a massage or, you know, buying that favorite bath bomb that you love. It's really about digging deep and doing something that gives you the calm moment that you need during the season. Yes, absolutely. And yes, it can be commercial. It can also, like I said, self-care can be uncomfortable. Sometimes it is saying no and understanding that there might be some hurt feelings, but you're putting yourself first in that moment. And sometimes we need to do that. That's okay. All right. Thank you for joining us, for giving us a little pick-me-up. And today is a thank you Thursday. Who would you like to thank today? If you could thank anybody on the radio for one little small thing that they've done for you, who would you thank? Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, I know she's listening, so I'm going to thank my mother-in-law, Shar. She... um, Talk about mental load. When I am overwhelmed, that lady is here helping with my kids. So is my dad. Um, Just grandparents. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much. They are the best. This is Joey Trine, a licensed clinical psychologist, a professional counselor with ThriveWorks Counseling and Psychiatry in Aurora. Hey, Steve has your news coming up next. And then we're going to meet the sister of an American being held in Russia, the one you haven't heard much about. His name is Mark Fogel. That's on the way on the Lisa Dent Show. Lisa Dent, WGN.